Welcome to the Flourish with Functional Nutrition podcast. I'm your host, Madeline Lowry, founder of Twin Cities Nutritional Therapy and a nutritional therapy practitioner specializing in chronic digestive issues, allergies, sensitivities, and autoimmune conditions. Join me for episode 27, where we meet Morgan Simon, functional nutritional therapy practitioner from Austin, Texas. Hear about how her interests in raw milk led her to the field of nutritional therapy and how she chose to specialize in working with pre- and postpartum mothers and their young children. Listen until the end for her tip for healthier living. As always, we must disclaim that the information we share in the podcast is for educational purposes only. Nutritional therapy is a holistic wellness practice that seeks to strengthen the systems of the body and address root causes of illness. As nutritional therapy practitioners, we do not diagnose or treat disease, and we recommend working with a qualified practitioner. Now, let's meet Morgan. So Morgan, welcome so much to the show. I am very excited to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Now, Morgan, I love to hear about how people encounter the field of nutritional therapy. It's not very well known amongst the general public. How did you hear about it and, and what, what put it on your radar screen? Such a great question. And it's actually a funny story. Uh, a few years ago, I was in the market for raw milk. So I started searching online, looking for some different farms, and I ended up finding a local co-op. And the woman who ran it was an NTP. So I started getting my milk from her. And one day I got curious about those initials and I I went to Google and I typed in NTP and immediately found the NTA. And right away, I identified with the philosophy of the NTA. And I knew that this was going to be something that I wanted to do. It, everything kind of clicked into to piece right there. That's very interesting. So uh, you were already purchasing raw milk. So that means that you were already kind of on, on a journey, right, to improving your diet. How, how did that come about? I have always loved health, loved wellness, and really prioritized holistic health for myself. And once having children, that really deepened. And so I, uh, you know, when I was time to introduce solids for my son, I started doing a lot of research and stumbled upon the Weston A. Price Foundation and discovered raw milk and all of the benefits that raw milk provided. And so I immediately discovered that that was something that I wanted to do for him and realized the benefits. So I started down that rabbit hole. Um, and I'm really grateful, you know, the Weston A. Price Foundation has been such a fantastic resource pre-NTA as well as post-NTA. And upon finding the Nutritional Therapy Association and realizing that that was a big part of their philosophy, that was another piece of the puzzle that really solidified that this was the right program and the right place for me to be. Yeah, the Weston A. Price Foundation is just a really rich source of information. And it is, his research is definitely a, a cornerstone piece of the curriculum for the Nutritional Therapy Association and their various degrees, the NTP degree, Nutritional Therapy Practitioner, and NTC degree, Nutritional Therapy Consultant. Um, so I didn't know anything about Weston Price prior to that program, but it was, you know, reading the book about him was very eye-opening for me. I completely agree. And I get asked often, you know, what is your favorite nutrition book? And I just don't think that it gets better than 
nutrition and physical degeneration. And anybody who is wanting to really dive deep into nutrition, that book is is so incredibly eye-opening. And even just going through and looking at the photographs of people from different culture, pre-industrialized food and post-industrialized food, and seeing the changes in facial structure and seeing the straight the changes in teeth, it's truly amazing and just such a great visual representation as to how much nutrition impacts everything. I agree. I agree. Those photos are really amazing. So just to fill in a little bit here for our listeners, Weston A. Price was a dentist. He was practicing around the turn of the century, and he noticed during his um, his practice period, so he was a dentist for you know decades, and he noticed that at the beginning of his practice uh, history or his career, that most people didn't have um, the decay that we have come to expect as being normal in our society now. And he, 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 so he was present and he witnessed this increase in the level of tooth decay and became quite alarmed by it. And so when he completed his career, he spent the next, I don't know, 20 years traveling the world with his wife because he had the idea that our modern diet, you know, that when sugar, refined sugar and refined flour was introduced into the diet, that that was somehow, that was the cause, uh, that was the impetus for this decline in dental health. And so he went around, he wanted to document native cultures and tribes and their diets, and he wanted to document their level of health. He thought that this was important that we preserve this before the world, you know, before the Western diet reached them. And so this book, his, you know, this compilation of all of his travels, his his research, of course, he was a dentist. So when he when he observed these these cultures, these native peoples, he was looking at their dental arches and their facial formation, and and has a lot of uh, commentary about this. So fascinating reading. Um, I think it very pioneering work. It's not really recognized as part of really either the medical canon or the nutritional traditional. Uh, nutritional canon either. It's something that many people have not heard about. That's very true. And I I think right now it's becoming, hopefully with the Nutritional Therapy Association and NTPs, uh, it's becoming a little bit more mainstream. And I think the more that we can talk about his research and really dive into the changes that he observed in these people groups, uh, the more educated people will become as to how much nutrition affects us, our, our teeth, how they're such a great indicator of overall health, but also the changes that he saw generationally, I think is really eye-opening that the changes that I'm making in my diet and lifestyle will not only impact me, but also future generations, my children and my grandchildren. Definitely. Oh yes, definitely. So how did that experience, so you found the NTA website, you decided that this degree was for you. Um, what were you doing? You know, did you have a career that you thought you could plug this degree into or were was were you striking out in a completely new direction? I was striking out in a completely new direction. Prior to moving into nutrition, I worked in marketing and technology for a decade, um, specifically in inbound marketing, affiliate and email marketing. And so I worked for technology providers, an agency, a few different companies. And while I loved that work, holistic nutrition has always been my passion. One of the things that I love about being an FNTP is that my current work allows these worlds to collide. So I am able to call upon my marketing experience and all of the 
uh, things that I did previous, and I'm able to kind of meld those with holistic nutrition to reach a wider range of families. We're really lucky to live in this time of social media and uh, podcasts, and so being able to utilize that background with being an FNTP has been really wonderful. How how did becoming an NTP sort of help you either in your own health journey, your family's health journey? Can you talk about that? Absolutely. One of my favorite things about becoming an NTP is really just understanding how bio-individual we all are, and myself included. I have been very fortunate to always be a, a very healthy person, um, but right now I'm so much better equipped to recognize imbalances within my own body. And so when things come up, even if it's something as small as, say, a skin rash, I'm able to take a step back and really identify what is the root cause I can investigate and ask myself, you know, have I been nourishing appropriately for this specific point at my life? How is my sleep? How is my hydration? Where are my stress levels at? It plays a really important part in, in the overall health of myself. And just because I'm a nutritionist doesn't mean that I have all of these things figured out at any point, but I'm much better equipped to look at the signs, to recognize the early imbalances, and then address them within myself. For my family, it has been incredibly helpful. Um, I have somebody in my immediate family who struggles with an autoimmune condition. And so understanding the triggers for this disease, what the root causes, and ways to address it in a holistic manner has been incredibly helpful. And like I mentioned, I have two young children, and uh, that's the clientele that I work with as well. So being able to really understand the foundations of good health, as well as how to appropriately introduce foods, depending on age, depending on bio-individuality, and depending on digestive capabilities, has been very helpful for both myself and my family. So can you talk a little bit about your specialty as an NTP? I heard you say there that you work with children and families. That is exactly correct. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so I work with women and children, uh, specifically women in the pregnancy, postpartum, and early childhood years, and children under the age of five. And that is where I happen to be during my life and where I'm incredibly passionate and feel that Nutrition, while it is important at all points of life, in these formative years, it is incredibly important. And I think as a culture, we don't look at that enough and we don't talk about it enough. There tends to be this mentality that, you know, you can introduce any food is fine as long as it's not honey before age one. And just looking at that scientifically, it's not true. Young children don't have the same digestive capabilities as adults do. And for women in this period of pregnancy, postpartum, um, and immediately following postpartum those years, there's a lot of really high physical and nutrient demands. And when we don't discuss them and meet these, these can have physical ramifications for life. So being able to really hone in on this precious time period and support this clientele as an NTP uh, is really where my calling is and, and what I enjoy immensely. Yeah, Morgan, I, you know, I just feel like there was a, a lot of information, like ancient, ancient cultures really understood that the year before a woman conceives is very a very important uh, period for them and that special steps needed to be taken. I mean, I think I think that that kind of ancient wisdom has gotten lost along the way in our in our modern culture. Maybe people felt it was superstitious or just can you talk about that? 
a little bit? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It really is beautiful to look really across the globe and to see how all of these different people groups, different countries, different tribes of people had these rituals. So nourishing the mother prior to conception and then immediately following birth, you know, there's all sorts of rituals that incorporate everything from broth to herbs to liver um, that really focus on developing the most nutrient dense diet for the mother and child and healing that woman's body. There's a lot of healing that goes on immediately following birth, but even in the several years following that. Uh, and to see the parallels between different groups, whether it's the herbs that they use or broth and warm liquids or something that we see across cultures is really enlightening. Uh, a lot of that has been lost in modern culture. And I think bringing that back, we see a lot of midwives who really prioritize that, whether it's the warm liquids immediately following birth, the herbal baths, the six baths. Uh, a lot of those things are not only ancestral wisdom, but rooted in science. And what I love is seeing all, uh, all of those things tell the same story. So as part of the NTA philosophy and what I use personally is we look at a mix of what the modern science says. So what is research telling us? We also incorporate this ancestral wisdom. And then we look at the anecdotal picture. So how are our clients responding? How are we responding? And when you look at all three of those, it's pretty incredible that they all tell the same picture as far as what best nourishes a mother postpartum and prenatally and what best nourishes children. Uh, and incorporating all of those is really, really powerful. So I think there is a lot of wisdom when we go to these ancestral people groups. And even when we go to our grandmas and here, you know, I think all of us can go to our grandma and they'll tell us that when they when they had their first child, they had broth, their liver was a much bigger part of their diet. And we can gain a lot from listening to that wisdom. I also feel like there was wisdom around um, spacing, right, between children because they recognize the need that having this child is a huge, you know, t takes a toll on the body and that there, there has to be some sort of period of time for the mother to heal before she can bear another healthy child. And of course, this was, this was very, these rules were carefully adhered to by ancient cultures because they didn't have the modern um, facilities that we do for healthcare. And so, you know, you had to take care of yourself. You had to be really careful. Absolutely. And it is very interesting to hear about the way that cultures would ensure this. So sometimes it was a matter of clothing, the way that women would dress when they were in that period and not available for childbirth, so close to bearing another child or where they lived. And that is something that was actually surprising to me. So prior to having children, even though I had really dug deep into holistic health and wellness and considered myself to be well-researched, that was not something that I was familiar with. Uh, and when I had my first child, I was told that I needed to wait nine months, that after nine months, my body would be healed. Even if I was nursing, I would be able to successfully bear another child. And there was no other considerations that I needed to take into account. And I immediately thought, oh, you know, that doesn't quite feel right. I'll want to wait a little longer. And so I decided that 18 months would be, you know, the bare minimum. And it wasn't until later that was my facing. So I got pregnant at 18 months postpartum. And it wasn't until later when I was becoming an FNTP and going through nutrition and physical degeneration that I understood that three years is actually what it takes minimum to truly uh, restore those nutrients because it is a very physically demanding process to go through pregnancy, childbirth, birth, breastfeeding, 
takes a lot. It's the most incredible time of a woman's life, but it also is very physically demanding. And so it makes sense when we think about it, that it would take quite a bit of time to restore these nutrients to what they were previously or close to them. Uh, And I think that is probably one of the biggest foundations of health that we don't talk about. You know, when we have medical doctors saying that child spacing doesn't matter whatsoever, I think it leaves out a big picture there that nutrient demands are depleted. I mean, it makes sense from common sense, but then it also makes sense when we look at what science tells us of how mothers' bodies respond and the demands that they are are meeting during these periods. Yes, that's true. And, you know, I think the three-year period is even, you know, considering that the mother is was a healthy individual, you know, to start with. And so certainly if you had any other health issues or health concerns, that period might be longer for you, right? Absolutely. So do you have a quick tip for healthier living? I'd love it if it had something to do with pre or postpartum <laughs> health, but any general tip would be appreciated. Yes, I do. And I think that this is applicable to everyone, but especially uh, to pre and postpartum. And it's a very simple tip that we can all do. And that is just to get outside. Uh, Getting outside in the sun has so many benefits. You know, we always talk about the obvious vitamin D, but it goes beyond that. It improves sleep. It improves and helps stabilize hormone levels, which is so important in that postpartum period. It boosts your immune system. It boosts your mood. It improves mental focus. Obviously, right now, um, immunity is at top of mind for everybody. And and sunlight specifically is so important because it provides energy to your T cells. And those are the cells in your immune system that helps fight infection. So it is something that we can all do. I'm particularly fond of morning sun and try to get out there as soon as I wake up, um, you know, or within 30 minutes of waking up and get my children to do the same because it really is one of the most impactful things that you can do for your health. Oh, that's so interesting, Morgan. So I think what you're talking about is sort of getting out in nature. Am I right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I love that you talked about vitamin D. I think most people are aware that the sun uh, shining on our skin is uh, allows our bodies to manufacture vitamin D. What most people don't realize, though, is that um, we, we have to uncover sort of more than just our face and our neck. I don't think that that, that is enough sun exposure f- to create vitamin D, right? So we have to have arms, legs, you know, so like in the summer when you're out in shorts and short sleeve shirts, that's far better for vitamin D production than in the, in the winter when you're all all bundled up. (laughs) I'm very lucky to live in Austin, Texas. So even during the winter, we get uh, quite a few of those days where, where shorts are um, very appropriate. What I love to do for babies as well and recommend to mothers is on those days where it is warm enough, take baby out in just a diaper. Getting that sun on the back and thighs tend to be really fantastic areas for absorbing that sunlight. So I love to do just diaper or when we're out on a walk, if I notice that it is sunny and it, uh, you know, maybe we haven't been getting as much sunlight during those winter months, I will take my my youngest shirt off so she can really get that vitamin D. So that is a fantastic point that especially your face doesn't tend to be enough to get the optimal levels. And this also brings up another point, right? Because people think, oh, you're a nutritional therapy practitioner. You're going to talk about vitamins, minerals, diet, but actually the, you know, our specialty is, has really a lot to say about lifestyle things as well. So I think that people sometimes get advice from us that they aren't expecting or recommendations that are 
that they, they wouldn't ordinarily expect from, say, your licensed nutritionist or professions that are more allied with the, the medical perspective? I would agree. Part of my philosophy is not only do I want to support my clients nutritionally, but I also want to work to reducing toxins within the home and within their lifestyle overall, because part of being an NTP is looking at the the big picture. So when we say holistic, we're figuring out how we can support the body in every way. And to me, that entails time outside. I don't think that you can be optimally healthy without getting that time in nature outside. And I think that obviously diet is a large component, but there also is a lot of other toxic exposures that we get apart from food. So looking within the home, looking at the products that we put in our body, these all play such an important role in health. Morgan, please let us know how people can contact you if they're interested in learning more. You can find me on my website, which is well-timed, like the herb, T-H-Y-N-E-D, or on Instagram at well-timed. And if you'd like to reach out to me directly, you're welcome to email me at morgan at welltimed.com. Perfect. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time to come in and talk with me about this today. I'm so excited to have our listeners learn more about you and what you do. And we are scheduled to do a second episode. And in that episode, anyone who's interested in learning more about Morgan's work with families and mothers, we will be recording that episode and um, that will be next. Thank you so much. It's been fantastic to be here and look forward to speaking with you again. Thank you, Morgan. Thanks for joining us for the Flourish with Functional Nutrition podcast. Please listen again and remember to follow us and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or Stitcher. To learn more about Twin Cities Nutritional Therapy or check out our podcast page, visit tcnutritionaltherapy.com. To find a nutritional therapy practitioner in your area, use the provider search at nutritionaltherapy.com. Until the next time, be well and flourish. Content of this podcast, copyright 2020 by Twin Cities Nutritional Therapy. Music by Barbara Benn.